Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the social media podcast that helps service providers to level up their Instagram game and become more confident at it. In this podcast, you learn about the latest updates and trends in the social media space and get a glimpse into my life as a social media manager and coach. Let's get started. Let's Talk Socials. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. If you are listening to this episode on the day that it is being released, then my business turns one tomorrow. Yep, I've now officially been in business for a whole year, full time at least. As you know, or you might not know if you are new here, my partner and I moved to New Zealand in the beginning of March 2021. And after having been in managed isolation for two weeks and making our way to our new home, I officially registered my business on April the 8th, 2021. Now, I had already worked as a social media manager before that in two positions. I worked at a market research company where one of my tasks was to manage the company's social media pages as well. I really enjoyed doing that and I think I also wasn't too bad at it. <laughs> I hope at least. So I decided to start a side hustle and offer my social media management services to other companies as well. I then actually started working for an Australian travel company in December of 2019 or so as a side hustle. But as you can imagine, after a few months with the pandemic in full swing, they didn't really need a social media manager anymore. So I stopped working for them at that moment. And from then onwards, probably my boyfriend and I were really focused on getting our documents ready to apply for our visas for New Zealand, find jobs, organize the move in general. So my business, which was back then still a side hustle, kind of came to a halt. To be honest, I just didn't really have the energy back then to put everything into my business because first of all, we were busy with our move to the other side of the world in the middle of a pandemic. So that asked a lot of organizational talent from us. And secondly, my full-time job demanded all of my energy. Back then, I still had to travel back and forth from Ghent to Antwerp. If you know your Belgian cities a little bit, then you know that that is like a one-hour train journey one way. And when I came home from working there, the only thing that I could still do was recover so I could do it all over again the next day. Long story short, I went all in on my business the moment we had settled in here in our new home in New Zealand because I just didn't want to go back to the 9 to 5 life. And I told myself, you need to go all in now and just make it work. And luckily, it did work. So tomorrow my business turns one and I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to reflect on the last 12 months and draw a few lessons for you, but also for myself from those 12 months. I always love to reread my journal entries and get back into the thoughts of a few months ago because I love to see how my mindset has developed and how 
some problems that I thought would be the worst problems someone can experience in their life have just resolved themselves most of the times. So I really love to uh, review that. I hope that next year when I record the next episode on business lessons, I will have learned just as much as I have this year. And of course, I hope that you will also find these lessons helpful, especially if you are relatively new in business as well. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the four lessons that I have learned in my first year in business. First up, what I had to learn in my first year was that not everyone is supposed to be your client and that that is totally okay. When I just started out, I had this very desperate energy of wanting to get as many clients as possible. I'm sure you are in a lot of Facebook groups as well and there's always people asking for support for social media, graphic design, website help, whatever. And what I would do back then is literally answer to all of these posts and really pitch myself the whole time, even if these people weren't my ideal client. Something that I always enjoyed doing was working with service-based businesses. If you have listened to a few other episodes, you know that I also specialized in service marketing at university. So service businesses really hold my heart. And back in the day, I would still pitch to product-based businesses as well, even though they weren't my ideal client and I didn't really enjoy working with product-based businesses. So I had this desperate energy and what really helped me to get out of that was to get clarity on my ideal client. And obviously that's not something that you can do just in a day because that's not really how it works, but you learn that with experience. So With every client that I worked with, I did notice a few personality traits or uh, parts of the business that I really enjoyed about the collaboration. And of course, also some that I didn't enjoy as much. So for example, if someone was really quick in replying to my emails, getting resources to me. That's something that I really enjoyed. But for example, if they took really long to approve the posts that I came up with, that that would be something that I didn't enjoy as much. Or if they don't have clear branding guidelines and all these kind of things. So with getting more clients, working with more people, I made a mental list of some sorts of red and green flags that I want to take into consideration when I have a discovery call. Sometimes the best thing you can do is also to say no to a potential client. We'll get to that later as well still, but it's another important learning that I had. Not everyone is going to be a good client for you and it's perfectly fine to turn them away. In fact, what I used to do in the beginning was just tell them, sorry, I don't think we're a good fit or I don't have capacity at the moment. Instead of just saying, well, I don't have time for you at the moment or I don't think we would be a great fit, but I would love to redirect you to someone in the community that I'm sure can help you with this. Because back then, I also still had this desperate energy of wanting to get all the clients to hit my five, first 5k month or whatever. But then at some point, I made the mindset shift from seeing everyone as competitors to seeing other social media managers as part of a big community. So it's sometimes better to just not just decline a potential client, but to just say, look, I have 
a lot of other social media managers who would be happy to take you on. I don't have the capacity at the moment, but they are a great fit for you as well. So instead of just declining people, redirect them and start building a network of people that you can refer potential leads to. And I am currently still building my network. So if you think that your service could be a good complementary service to what I offer or you're also in need of more clients, um, let me know, reach out to me. I'm always happy to refer my potential clients that I can't take on or don't want to take on. I'm always happy to refer them to other people. And this mindset shift was a really big one for me because instead of seeing everyone as competition and trying to be better than everyone else, trying to uh, be sneaky and all these kind of things, just don't really feel good. Whereas referring someone to someone that you value as a colleague, as someone in your community, feels amazing, especially if they end up working together. Just because someone else is signing a client doesn't mean that you failed. In fact, you were part of a successful collaboration. The second thing I had to learn in my first year of business was learning to say no. And not just to new clients who aren't a good fit, but also to opportunities that won't get me closer to my business goals. This year I had to let go one of my biggest clients because working with this client just didn't go into the direction that I wanted my business to go. So letting this client go was one of the hardest things that I had to do in my business, but at the same time also one of the best things because it opened up a lot of space for new clients and it helped me to get back on track to achieve my business goals. It's perfectly fine to end a collaboration with someone if you see that it's going in the opposite direction as you actually want it to go. Another thing that has to do with saying no in that sense is setting boundaries in your business. Something that I used to do in the very beginning is whenever someone would text me to inquire about something or a client to get something done, I would always reply right away and, you know, don't waste a few minutes in replying because otherwise they might fire me because I'm not responsive or whatever. And actually inconveniencing myself sometimes, taking on tasks that I didn't have the time for or that I that I wasn't really good at, but I just wanted to please the client. So I know I'm a big people pleaser in that sense. I'm working on that. But that's something that I had to learn to set these boundaries and to also respect these boundaries that I have set for myself. Another example, I would go on a walk, take that time off of my business and then mid-walk check my emails just to make sure I didn't miss anything from clients. And the thing is that if someone can't wait that long, then they probably aren't a good fit anyways. So and then lesson number one would apply again. So the thing is, I had to learn this, set yourself boundaries with your clients, but also with yourself and learn to respect these boundaries over and over again, because it will happen on almost a daily basis that your client texts you and it's rarely the perfect moment to reply to their message. So learning to wait to reply to messages, saying no to opportunities that didn't really fit with my goals or that I just didn't have the time for was one of the big, big learnings for me as well. And in relation to that, we have learning number three, which is 
patience is key and you need to believe in the process. The thing that I had to learn was that patience is really key in a business. That's a really hard thing for me to learn because I am a very impatient person. I hate to wait for others. I'm always the person that is 10 minutes early for anything so if you book a coaching session I will sit in front of my computer 10 minutes before or wait outside of the business that we have agreed to meet in on I will be 10 minutes early for sure hate to wait for others I get super stressed if I am late for something or if I will make other people wait because of me also I'm the worst when it comes to waiting for something to happen I am a very instant gratification kind of person. So when I order something online, I just wish it was there right away. I can't wait for scientists to invent a TV where you can just order something and then like grab it right off, out of the screen. That is the kind of patience that I have nowadays. <laughs> but that being said, that was really important for me to do a bit of work on myself, um, to become a bit more patient and to learn to trust um, the process as well. In the beginning, when I just registered my business, I always thought I would hit 5k months as soon as possible, because obviously that's what you see on social media, everyone getting 5, 10, 20k months right away. Or at least that's what it looks like on social media. But that for me was really hard to realize that it takes a lot of effort and that you won't be hitting your income goals, your follower goals, your engagement goals, whatever, in the first month of doing something. It just takes a little bit of time and that's perfectly okay. I always thought I would match my corporate salary like within the first few months. Obviously, that also didn't happen. It took me a little bit longer than half a year. But now I am able to earn more than my corporate salary, which is something that makes me incredibly happy. But yeah, it's just really hard for me to to be patient and to not compare myself or my journey to others uh, because it's something that is very easily done on social media. So my learning here is to learn that it's okay to be on your own path and that you have to learn to trust the process a bit as well. I know that in the end I will achieve my goals, but I just need to be patient. You just have to remind yourself over and over again that you're exactly where you need to be right now. And if you just continue with what you're doing right now, you will achieve your goals in the end. And if someone achieves their goals first, then cheer them on further. That doesn't mean that you are a failure. And lastly, one of the most important business learnings, I think, is that taking a break from your business is actually the most productive thing that you can do sometimes. I'm the kind of person that wants to be productive all the time. And I would say that I'm also an active relaxer, if that's a thing. So laying on the sofa and just chilling and not doing anything is not really something that I can do very easily. Just as like drawing myself a bath and just laying there for an hour, that's something that I really don't enjoy. I know most people enjoy taking a bath and it relaxes them and whatnot. But for me, that is just torture I hate just relaxing in that way so as I said I'm a very active relaxer I like to be active in my time off with that being said it was a big learning for me to also step back from my business 
and just take a break. And it's okay to not be productive all the time and you need to do things that refill your cup because that will bring you enough energy to continue for another day in your business. If you just go, 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 go all the time, then you won't have enough energy to put the right amount of effort into your business that it needs to really flourish. So that for me was a bit of a hard learning as well. I'm not going to say that I mastered it completely at this point. I'm trying my best, but it's still a hard thing for me to just not do anything. I posted about this a little while ago um, in, in a meme or so where I said, okay, I'm going to take a break. But then my brain starts thinking, okay, good, but how can we make this break more productive? Instead of just going for a walk, my brain thinks, okay, so we're walking, but we could also be listening to a podcast at the same time so that we're doing two things in one and we didn't just waste this time with walking. So that's how my brain works. And as I said, this is a continuous effort to get into a mindset of taking a break is really the best thing that you can do. I'm planning on taking more active breaks. One exercise that I am trying to do at the moment is to read for an hour or so before I start working because I know that I won't do it after work most of the time. So I'm making an active effort to after breakfast sit down and read for at least an hour or so so that I am relaxed and that I at least do one thing for myself each day. And I have actually seen great results with that, that because once I get to work, I feel more productive and I feel more motivated to do things because I have filled my cup already. Another thing that I noticed that I found quite hard in the beginning was to not feel guilty for not working all the time. In the beginning, what I would do is start work at eight in the morning right away and then sit in front of the computer until 5 or 5.30 or something. Because I was still in that mindset of working 9 to 5. And I had that pressure on myself to work for 8 hours a day. Even though most people are not productive for 8 hours each day. So what I'm trying to do now is make more of an active effort to be productive for less time. So to actually work for an hour or two, set myself a timer, then take a break and then work for another two or three hours. But I have really learned to listen to my body as well and to see when I start to get tired. So instead of pushing myself to work another three hours just for the sake of working eight hours a day, I try to take more breaks and listen to what I really need. And I have found that that has helped me to be more productive. I know it sounds very counterintuitive that taking a break will make you more productive because you would think you're wasting your time on relaxing. But that's so not true. Filling your cup is the most important thing that you can do if you want to increase your productivity. So taking a break is the best thing you can do for your business and for yourself. It's okay to rest. You don't have to feel guilty about that. Actually, you should not feel guilty about resting because sometimes, as I said, it's really the best thing that you can do for your business. Okay, those are my four learnings, maybe a bit more than four actually. But anyways, I hope you found them helpful. Maybe you could even relate to one or two of them. And I hope that I will hear you next time when it's again time to talk socials.